Insights with Sue as she talks about the seventh seal. Blessings of all, my brother and sister. This is Superintendent Janice Battersby of Shekinah Worship International Ministries, Shekinah Worship Center, Bermuda, greeting you. Our pastor is Reverend Dr. Maria A. Seaman, and I'm coming with her greetings on this another installment in our series, Insights with Sue. That's Superintendent. That's me. And I'm coming to tell you about our exciting study that we're doing called Escape the Coming Night with Dr. David Jeremiah. It's a study in the book of Revelation. And my, my, what an exciting study it is. This is one of a few installments that we've done. And I would encourage you to locate our Real Knows Real podcasts or our Voice for Our Times site on YouTube so that you can listen to these installments or anything else coming out of Shekinah Worship Center. We are a busy, busy church. We love the word of God. And we're excited to share with you what we're learning. This study takes you chapter by chapter, verse by verse through the book of Revelation with Dr. David Jeremiah. He has spent decades teaching the word, studying the word, sharing the word, and we're excited to bring it to you. Now, like I said, our other studies you'll find on the podcasts or the YouTube channel. But tonight we're going to focus on lesson number 20 of this teaching. There are 43 lessons and we're almost halfway through. This lesson is called the seventh seal. It was a very, very brief review of what we've done. The book of Revelation was written by the Apostle John while he was imprisoned on the Isle of Patmos. The Lord gave him a vision of the future, and John was told to write it down in order to share it with the people of the earth. And that's what we have today, the book of Revelation. John gets a vision of Christ. He gets a message to send out to the seven churches in Asia that he's familiar with. And then he gets a vision of heaven and the future. You see, the body of Christ, the church of Christ, the people of Christ are going to be raptured, called out of this world before the judgments are rained down on this earth, on mankind for their sins. And so we've been reading through and seeing John's visions. John sees in Revelation chapter four, the throne of God in heaven, surrounded by angels, surrounded by a green rainbow, a crystal sea. He sees people standing before the throne of God, holding palms and worshiping the Lord. He sees a book or a scroll with seven seals inserted in it that he gives to Jesus. And Jesus breaks each one of those seals, seven seals. And with each seal, there's a judgment that's poured out on the earth. Where we have gotten to now is the seventh seal. Now, I'm going to read the scripture reference, and then we'll talk about it for a bit. I'm just going to give you just a bite-sized portion of what we've learned. And maybe it'll give you an interest to read the book of Revelation for yourself or even to contact us at swim at logic.bm so that you can join in on the teachings. I'm telling you, they'll change your life. 
They'll also help you to understand what's going on in the world today. So our reference in this teaching is Revelation chapter 8. And we're reading from verses 1 through 13. And I'm going to read from the New King James Version. Here begins the reading of God's holy word. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense, with the prayers of the saints, ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. So the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. The first angel sounded, and hail and fire followed, mingled with blood, and they were thrown to the earth. And a third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. Then the second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea. And a third of the sea became blood, and a third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. Then the third angel sounded, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died from the water because it was made bitter. Then the fourth angel sounded, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon and a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened. A third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. And I looked and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, because of the remaining blasts of the trumpets of the three angels who are about to sound. Here ends the reading of God's word. My, my. So let's talk about it a bit. With all these visions that John is seeing in heaven, you've gone through six seals of that scroll. The seventh seal is about to open. And because of the foreknowledge of God's judgments that are still to come, heaven is silent for half an hour. Now that was likened to half an hour can seem like a short time depending on the circumstances. But as Dr. Jeremiah touched on, if a child is drowning, half an hour is way too long. Or if you're waiting for news of someone in a critical surgery, half an hour seems like forever. And so the knowledge of the wrath that is about to be poured out on the earth silences everyone in heaven for half an hour. Prior to that, there was praising going on, singing, glorifying God. But because of God's wrath, God's wrath that is to come. You see, the seals prior were mankind's effect 
on the earth, war and famine and pestilence and death. But now God is pouring out his wrath upon the earth. We've only gotten about halfway through these judgments. And there is silence in heaven for half an hour. And then come seven angels, and they are preparing to blow seven trumpets. We've gone through the seven seals. Now we are about to see the seven trumpets. Revelation chapter 8, we see four trumpets blown. There are three left to blow, and we will get to them in another lesson. So the seven angels gather, and then comes another angel. Now this angel, some people believe it's Jesus Christ. We're not really told. But this other angel has a golden censer. Now, if you if you read the Old Testament, you will see that the high priests and the priests that entered into the holy place where the altar of incense was, they would have these fire pans and they would have a special spice mixture that they would throw onto the fire and it would cause a sweet-smelling savor to fill the tabernacle, to fill the temple as they prayed. And so here you see a likeness to that. You see, what we had on earth is almost a reflection of what is in heaven. When you read the Old Testament, you can appreciate the book of Revelation because so much can go, goes back. So much of what you read in the book of Revelation relates to the Old Testament. There's a saying that the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. That's why you must read the entire Bible so that you can understand the big picture. There are people who will say that the Bible is no longer relevant to life. If you understand the Bible, I guarantee you, you will understand exactly what's going on today you will see where we are headed. You will be at peace because God prophesied that these things would happen. And if you're a child of God, you are in his hand. You are safe in his hand. There is nothing that mankind can do to take you out of God's hand. You will be at peace. So here we see an angel who has high priestly duties and he throws this incense onto the fire. And up the incense arises with the prayers of the saints. Now, in a previous lesson, we understood that these saints were under the altar. They were covered by the blood. These were martyrs that had been killed for their faith. And they were saying to God, God, when are you going to avenge our death? We died because of you. When are you going to avenge our death? Of course, I'm paraphrasing here. And God says, hold on, there are more of you that have to come, and then God will have his way. So these prayers that are going up, the prayers of the saints, they are ascending before God because of this angel. And he takes the fire from the altar and throws it to the earth. And there are thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. Now, let me tell you, when you listen, go back and listen to Previous teachings about the seal judgments. There is war, there is famine, there is disease and death, there are earthquakes, there are meteors falling from heaven, there is chaos that is going on on the earth, 
already. Now there will be more of this judgment, more thunderings and lightnings and earthquakes. The earth is going to be devastated by these judgments. And we have yet to see what the hearts of mankind are going to be like. Remember, God's people have been removed from the earth. They have escaped the coming night. They have escaped the judgment. These are for those who have not believed on the Lord. And previous teachings have shown us that there are 144,000 evangelists that are still on the earth that are trying to witness to the Jews that have not yet accepted Christ and to those who have not heard the gospel prior to get them, their hearts sealed by the blood of Jesus Christ. But there's still chaos that's going on and we see so much of it now. So now the first angel blows their trumpet and hail and fire fall to the earth. Hail and fire mingled with blood fall to the earth. A third of the trees are burned and all the green grass. You know, with all this conservation and this green earth movement that we have going on, mankind trying to save the very earth that he has destroyed. And we think that we can make it better. God's wrath is going to be poured out upon the trees and the green grass. Then the second angel sounds and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea and a third of the sea became blood. Now, it's kind of hard to even comprehend. And some people would even try to symbolize these happenings. But you know what? Think back to Egypt and the plagues of Egypt. They're not symbolized. Those things happened. The frogs and the lice and the flies and the rivers turning to blood and even water that was in pots in houses was blood. And so many things that happened, they aren't symbolized. Those things happened. I can very well believe and we believe that these things that are spoken of in the book of Revelation will come to pass as has been said. We don't have to even necessarily believe it or understand it. We don't have to understand it, but it's going to happen. So a third of the sea becomes blood. Imagine the shortage of water at that time. It says a third of the living creatures in the sea died and a third of the ships were destroyed. You know, a couple of months ago, there was a problem in Egypt, Suez Canal where a ship got stuck and other ships could not pass through. And they backed up and caused a major, major global problem there. And that was one ship where others could not get through. Imagine a third of the ships. Think of the shipping industry. A third of those ships destroyed. What would that do to the economy? Food, clothing, oil, gas. All those essentials are shipped every day globally. Imagine that a third of them are destroyed. What would that do to the global economy? Shortage of water, shortage of everything else. I live in Bermuda. Everything that we need comes by ship. Can you imagine the chaos if a third of the ships globally are destroyed? The global economy will suffer. 
And then you have the third angel who sounded, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch. And it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. And the name of the star was Wormwood, and a third of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died from the water. So here you have the salt water becoming blood, a third of the salt water becoming blood. You've got ships that are destroyed. You have dead fish and dead sea creatures. And can you imagine them washed up everywhere in the smell? So you've got destroyed ships. What about the crew? What about those that are working on those ships? Will they survive? You have dead sea creatures. Globally, a third of the sea is turned to blood. What? And that's the salt water. Then you've got the fresh water, which is poisoned by this burning star that falls from heaven. You know, the other night I was watching, uh, there was a movie called Deep Impact, which talked about uh, a meteor that was coming to crash into the earth. And long story short, a part of it did. And you saw a huge tsunami, like 100 feet high, racing in and destroying cities. And you have to wonder, did they read the Bible to get this plot? But here you have it. Is it art imitating life? Art imitating prophecy? But here you have a star called Wormwood, which falls to the earth and poisons the fresh water. The fountains of the earth, the rivers, the fresh water. Why? Look at it. Men died from the water. This fresh water that men thought they could drink. And they die. Imagine the water shortage, the economy, the food shortage because food can't be shipped and the water shortage because the water has been poisoned. The fish, there's a decrease in the amount of fish because of the seawater is turning to blood. It's a horrendous thought, but this is God's judgment for mankind's sin. And then the fourth angel sounds. And a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars. A third of them were darkened. And what Dr. Jeremiah explained is that the days would have to be shortened. Now, would they be shortened because there's less light? The sun wouldn't shine for 12 hours during the day if a third of it was darkened. Would it be as bright? Would it be kind of like a, a twilight setting? Imagine the animals who are used to setting their lives by the daylight. Everything would be thrown off kilter, out of whack. All these things going on. We, we just want to slow down and just think about that. If we are having problems with the effect of a global pandemic, we can't travel the way we want. We can't go into a restaurant the way that we want. We can't do the things that we're used to doing. We want to get back to normal. People are going into depression. That's just one thing that we think we can control. Imagine when all these judgments are poured out and we can't control anything. We don't want to be here for Do you want to be here for this? Make your choice now. And guess what? We've only looked at four trumpets. There are three more trumpets to come. And verse 13 of Revelation chapter 8 says, And I looked and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven. Now, the original word for that angel is actually eagle. And I looked that up. 
you know, an eagle flying in the midst of heaven. Well, eagles fly high. Eagles fly where other birds cannot go. They soar. They ride on the uplifts. They get right on top of the warm air. They can fly high. They can also see very far. So this eagle is saying, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blasts of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. This eagle can see way down into the future as to what's about to happen. They are soaring high enough and seeing far enough where they can see what's coming and they're sounding a warning. What we learned is that that was one of the uses for a trumpet back in the Old Testament. Trumpets were used to gather the people together and they were also to warn when the enemy was approaching. The watchman on the wall, his responsibility was to sound the alarm when he saw the enemy approaching. And if he didn't, the people who died because of the attack of the enemy, their blood was on him. That's a message for those of us who study God's word, particularly his prophecies of times to come. We need to be sounding the alarm. Churches have gotten so comfortable in these last generations. It's about building bigger churches, getting bigger congregations, having the best praise team, the best dance ministry, going to church and enjoying the service, having your church float. None of that has anything to do with what God wants for his people. We are to be sounding the alarm on what we see happening. And I'm telling you that when you study the book of Revelation, you understand why the economy is becoming global, why technology is becoming global, why everybody has a phone in their back pocket, tracing and tracking them everywhere that they go, learning their patterns, learning their lifestyles, learning their habits, why money is being attached to your cell phone. And let's not even talk about the things that are coming out of this pandemic that they could have never put in place without it. I'm telling you, it's amazing. But if you don't understand God's word, it's very hard to make the connection between what's going on. Everything that's going on right now is not coincidental. It's leading down the path of prophecy. So that's what we've studied in lesson 20. And it's not finished. We would love for you to be a part of this study. We would love for you to learn what is to come and make a reservation for eternity. You know, right now you have to qualify to make a reservation to go and eat these days. You've got to have a passport, something to show that you are disease free in order to eat indoors, in order to gather with the masses. There's only one passport that you can have for eternity, and that's the blood of Jesus Christ. So if this lesson has sparked an interest in you, again, send us an email, swim at logic.bm. If you are convicted or feeling like you need to make a change in your life, we would be happy to talk with you, to lead you in the sinner's prayer so that you can become a child of God, so you can escape the coming night. 
and become a part of the body of Christ. We would celebrate that. We would welcome that. So give us a call. Send us an email. Also, look us up on Apple Podcasts, Real Knows Real, or Voice for Our Times on YouTube. We would be so excited for you to be a part of it. And there's so much information. We're on Apple. We are on Spotify, on Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Look us up, Real Knows Real. It's not just this revelation study. There's preaching. There's teaching. There is so much that we are doing right now. And it's all available for you to listen to and to say, you know what? I've had enough from running from God. I want to come home. How can I become a part of the body of Christ? So that's it. I hope that you've enjoyed this. I hope that it hasn't depressed you. And even if it has, if it stirred your heart in some way, send us an email. Don't let this moment go by. This may be your last moment on earth and then into eternity. And we want to make sure that you are ready for eternity. So that's me, Superintendent Janice Battersby, on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Maria A. Seaman, and the Swim family, saying blessings abound. Mm-hmm.